0: What are things that are not podcast appropriate? Like just like the visual gag won't will not translate. <laughs> um I mean if I did this with my arms that's pretty funny. Yeah, no, that's that's funny when
1: I see it. Like I I, I want to crack up right now, but Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't blame I don't blame you.
1: <laughs> I I think also um the uh the thing where like you you'll like somebody'll have like something, you know, absurd like They'll come out and act like they have a boner or something like that when they 're on stage they 'll put like something in their pants that there probably we go. that doesn 't work on podcasts.
0: yeah, I try probably take this banana out of my pocket then
1: <laughs> We come out and we're like <laughs> you and me both are just like wearing absurd wardrobes
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should do the We are the most hilarious wardrobes of all time and uh just be real cool about it.
1: Yeah, just be real cool. And then, like, the thing is, like, once, if we start doing video podcasts, we'll have to, like, do something with smell, you know, oh, to yeah, up the that way. There be like,
0: go. dude, you don't even know how much patchouli I put on today. <laughs> Fucking drowned. So I'm working at this shop in California. Where it was this organic natural food shop. Uh-huh. And um, uh, this one day we're in there, and it's, you know, it's like pretty Hippieville, USA. Yeah, yeah. And this dude's in there, no shirt, no shoes. Full service. Yeah. That was a joke. That was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll pull the, uh, pull I caught the, it. I'll pull the, uh, um, Jeb Bush where he like, laugh, please. Please clap. <laughs> 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 please laugh. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Poor Jeb. I know, man. Anywho, so we're at this, we're at the place and, uh, We're working there, and this dude's in there in the uh, sort of like the natural homeopathic aisle, and he's he's got all the aromatherapy bottles, Mm -hmm. and he's got the patchouli oil, and he is fucking showering himself with patchouli. I mean, like, like full on, like dumping it all over. Are you shitting me? I'm not. Like his upper torso was like. Shimmery with with <laughs> patchouli oil. Was he wearing a shirt? No, he didn't have a shirt on. No, he seriously, he didn't in have, the store. He didn't have a shirt or shoes on in the store, which was That's more right. kind no, of sure commonplace. No yeah, right, right, right. So, but the common. I mean, it happened more than you think. Yeah. Anyway, just fucking going to town. <laughs> I've never seen anyone put so much patchouli on. And this guy was gross. This guy looked like he had just like crawled out of the the rainbow gathering. <laughs> After like sixteen months and just was like, I made it. You know what time else to, crawled time, out of the rainbow. Time to take a time to take a bath. So he's covering himself in patchouli and he's got his hands on his face and he's like smearing it down. And we're walking past him. He looks at us and he's like, This stuff smells so good. <laughs> With like the crazy, like weird hippie eyes that are like looking in four different directions at once. <laughs> and like multiple Multiple universes at the same time.
1: (laughs) One of the fucking scariest things I've ever seen. You know what else is one of the scariest things I've ever seen? The Savage Land. Back to the savage land. We are two lonely warriors braving this uh, this this grave grave battlefield this week because, uh, well, everybody we love turned their backs on us. I'm not.
0: I'm not. I'm not that lonely. I'm really lonely. Are you? I'm very lonely. Do you need
1: uh, one of those like Robo pets? Well, I just prefer that you stop insisting on recording the show like on two different sides of of a giant glass wall.
0: B- Jason. I am the boy in the bubble <laughs> with a baboon heart,
1: and i well then I, why are you the one that's allowed to walk free and I'm the one that's constrained to a four foot by four foot space <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: just go, go with, just sleep. go just go with it <laughs> it's gonna be okay how's uh how's
1: your how's your week
0: going man uh it's pretty good i am a I'm batching it up like a champion,
1: yeah. Yeah. Wife wife's out of town so the children go go on the
0: brown, as they say. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's been so many children on the brown No, that's just sounds so wrong, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and pass on that one.
1: Wait, hold on, I'll I'll try that again. Okay. Wife's out of town so the the, the dogs hire some clowns. As the as my grandpa used to say. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: We'll go with that one. Not quite appropriate either. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, no, it's been great. It's been great. Do whatever I want. Yeah? No, I mean, I've just been working mostly, but.
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, you you also brought a TV upstairs. That's.
0: She might listen. I mean, he didn't bring a TV
1: upstairs. (laughs) He brought love and kindness upstairs. You know, to be fair, my knee's pretty jacked up, so. uh, How'd you jack up your knee? Was it rock climbing? Did you tell me
0: this story? No, there's no story. I mean, there's a lot of story. I mean, I could tell you like... 15 years of backstory. <laughs> yeah, 15 years of backstory of how my knee got to where it is today. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Today on The Savage Land, Matt talks about the past 15 years of his backstory. <laughs> uh, of how his knee got bad. Some of, the, some of the stories I, are probably pretty exciting, and some of them are probably really not. <laughs> I would imagine that like stories about hurting something have got to be fairly exciting. Well, so I guess that's it, so it's like it's probably about sixty percent awesome forty percent cool story bro <laughs> much uh, like uh much like me
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm I'm
0: forty percent cool story bro
1: <laughs> i'm I'm at least forty percent cool story bro <laughs> that's yeah. like my bare minimum for how much people don't care about my stories. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh no, it's been good. How about you?
1: It's been eventful. I just uh got back from a 5 day or so uh I almost want to call it a vacation to LA. Uh if you call it a
0: vacation, people think you're cool.
1: <laughs> I think it was like I was just I was doing so much while I was out there and like there was a lot of really fun stuff, but it was also a lot of stuff that's like, you know, work related and future opportunity related, and so it was like it was really busy. I was doing like maybe 6 hours uh, probably five hours of sleep every night just because like it was like I was out super late and then right away the next morning I have to go do something. Yeah, that that sounds like vacation. Yeah? What, five hours of sleep a night? Oh, fuck yeah. What do you do? Maximize your vacation. Oh, I guess. I don't know. When I'm on vacation, I sleep a lot. That's a boring vacation. Dude, that for me is exciting. I love sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep is my favorite thing in the world, especially if I'm sleeping somewhere
0: cool. <laughs> I took a th- I took a three-day vacation. Uh, sort of vacation in Croatia. It was my sister's wedding. Oh, okay. But point being, I probably slept five hours the whole time. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I, I love sleep way
1: too much. Even if I'm on vacation,
0: I want sleep. Oh, I, I did sleep after. I slept for the the I, most of the 24-hour trip home. Really? Yeah. That's, you, that's, you oh, get, I guess Croatia's really far, huh? Well, it was 24 hours. That's also with... Uh, Layovers. So you slept through the layovers? Well,
1: no. You he, just had he, them
0: cart you around the airport? You gotta wake up. It was three or four planes back home. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was rough. That's gotta be super annoying. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. The first the first two layovers were in Germany and Switzerland, and then... No. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Germany, Germany. Germany. And then... Uh, I think I did Chicago to L.A. to Salt Lake. Ah, yeah. And the I think the Chicago one was like a five-hour layover, and that one sucked. Yeah, I can imagine mm-hmm. that one sucking. Okay. Five-hour layovers are the worst. Ugh. No, I yes. went out. Uh, we went out drinking for my buddy's bachelor party, and didn't sleep the entire night. And then uh, arrived at the hotel during uh, the cock the 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 what do they call those breakfasts? continental breakfast continental breakfast Lincoln Continental breakfast. Yep, and then. Uh, Promptly got in a tour bus and drove two hours to a uh, eight mile hike through Croatia. Back to uh, this eight mile hike, fuck man, and then and then got back, got home, slept for a couple hours, woke up and did a wedding. <laughs> That's fucking unreal. And I got sick as fuck. Yeah,
1: I I couldn't do that shit. I'm just I'm not. I nope.
0: Nah, so let's hear. What were the what was uh, what's the highlight? What's the highlight of your j- expedition? Buzz Aldrin talking about the ship that he's designing to go to Mars. Oh yeah. They sent me some pics. That's awesome. Fucking dope,
1: dude. Yeah. So dope. I can't wait to see. There was a so I took a selfie like with with uh, with Buzz and like all the people that were standing around taking selfies with Buzz. But then there was like a professional one taken, and by the time the photographer got up there to take the selfie, I was like right behind him Mm -hmm. and so in that picture i'm sure it's just like buzz standing there doing what buzz does and then my stupid face poking up over his shoulder like (laughs) 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 and so i really want that photo um but no it was really cool it was uh yuri's night in la um and uh and so it was just like this celebration of of space Cool. And it was like the day after SpaceX landed their rocket. Oh, yeah. Right side up.
0: That was exciting.
1: And it was right by SpaceX's headquarters. So half the people in attendance were working at SpaceX and they were getting fucking plastered. Oh, I'm sure. They were so happy. <laughs> um, it was really cool, though. Like I, I met a few people from SpaceX and uh, a couple from NASA. Hmm. Um, and uh, they had Buzz and then one other uh, astronaut uh,
0: there speaking. Yeah. Um, you didn't try to get Buzz to punch you by telling him the moon landing was faked.
1: No, he actually he did talk about that. He kept having fun with the uh, the moon landing being faked thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, um, and he told he told a ton of stories. He, okay, his personal assistant or manager, I think it was his manager. Um, I, I do not envy her job because, and not not in like a shitty way, but like she has to try and keep him on a deadline and like keep him on topic and stuff like that. And dude loves just going on random ass tangents. Oh shit! He went on like ten tangents in this speech that he was giving that was supposed to be like five to ten minutes long, and he ended up going like thirty minutes because he kept just like ignoring her when she would say, "Hey, we need to talk about this," or like, "We need to get back on topic." <laughs> so funny! That's awesome. He's like, he's at that point where like it feels like he's senile, but then you remember that he's designing a spaceship to go to Mars. Well, he's probably a little goofbally. He's very goofbally. Yeah but it was it was super entertaining dude's a champ nice um, let's see I went to that uh, there was there were more things than that that happened but most of them I can't really talk about um, just a lot of uh, a lot of exciting things um, met some really cool people uh, definitely met some people that I like admire um, and so it's like ripe for inserting a prostitute joke but I won't do it you know I just did yeah no, it's always good to insert a prostitute somewhere. <laughs> nice. Okay,
0: see? Yep, there you That's go. That's how it works.
1: <laughs> um, while I was out there, they actually uh, there was a, a new project announced that plans to send a, a spacecraft to Alpha Centauri in
0: 20 years. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hawking yeah. has this fucking crazy-ass idea. Did you did you hear about it? Yeah, I heard about it. Oh, of course, they're gonna fucking shoot it through space with lasers from Earth <laughs> at uh, five times sp- or, uh, five uh, not five times the speed of light. But how do they? S- I can't remember. Maybe that's how they say it. Let's Any- yeah, I'm trying. Anyway, it's bananas. Fucking Absolutely unreal. bananas that they're gonna send a spacecraft. They're small. It's a small little yeah, spacecraft. Called a,
1: they call it a nanocraft, yeah. um, which could fit between two fingers, yeah. attached to a giant. Uh, a, a sail, basically. Yeah. Um, an array of lasers on Earth will then be used to direct a powerful laser approaching 100 gigawatts at at this sail, accelerating it to 20 percent of the speed That's of light. That's what
0: it was. 20 percent of the speed of light
1: in a matter of minutes. That's re- so that acceleration is like instantaneous, almost.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, the things like the thing's gonna fucking rip apart. Well, there's no resistance, so I guess it wouldn't really have a problem. Goddamn. But no, pretty fucking incredible that they could actually. Twenty years to a star is something something else. Yeah, fucking twenty years
1: to the and, and like, imagine what the fuck is in Alpha Centauri. Like, we don't know. We have no fucking idea. But like, we'll be able to at least no. somewhat. That's exciting. Find out.
0: That would be. Uh, that's one of those things where you want to like like ensure nothing's going to happen to you for the next twenty years, just so you can see what it what it what, what it exactly. turns out. Like,
1: yeah. Li- yeah, live your life super safely, just just yep. so you can see what happens. Well,
0: you'll be fine You're in your little bubble. <laughs> but you know, the rest of us have to be careful.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, oh man, yeah that that shit was exciting. But the whole trip was really really fun. Um, I uh, I went to a uh, an episode of Harmontown at uh, Meltdown Comics, and that was fucking bananas. Aisha Tyler was on there. Oh, um, she's great. She's awesome. Uh, Jordy White and uh, his bandmate. I can't remember his name. Fred something or other. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and Rob Schraub Like it was. It was a good old. It was a good old show, and uh, those four days I spent out there were were very surprisingly productive, but also just a ton of fun. So good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, ah, fuck, can't talk about that. Um, the uh, yeah. Anyway, fucking crazy week outside of that though. Uh, f- dude, Doctor Strange trailer.
0: Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I'm fucking stoked, dude. That like. I don't know, man. That looks like a fun movie to go very altered to because it's going to be a trippy mind fest. Yeah, the visuals on that thing are going to be cool.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to plan out like how many times I want to see it and in the order in which I want to
0: see it in terms of mental state. I think it is a definitive 3D. Yes. First viewing. Yes. That movie looks
1: built for 3D. It yeah, much like um, actually Inception was never 3D, was it? No, I don't think Inception was because Christopher Nolan hates 3D, but yeah. um, like it, it does look like one of those movies that just visually is going to knock your goddamn socks <laughs> off, um, you know. And it's got a bald ass tild- Tilda Swinton, so it's uh, it's hard to, to stomach a bald ass Tilda Swinton without some sort of uh, enhancement to your viewing experience. Yeah.
0: If you you look like you just uh, I'm, all right. yeah, I'm all right. I had to stomach up some Tilda Swinton there for a second. <laughs> Um,
1: but yeah, no. The visuals like it had it had tons of like Inception vibes. There was Tilda Swinton <laughs> punching the soul out of a man. That was um, cool. Benedict Cumber actually, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Be- Be- Beddington Cheddar Cheese. Nice. Um, getting an American accent. Um, I don't know. It was.
0: Oh, I liked it, man. I thought his voice sounded cool. Super yeah, I deep did too. And gravelly. Yeah, I like Freaking,
1: it. Freaking. Oscar Bate Humperdinck is, uh, is, I think, going to kill it as Doctor
0: Strange. Uh, I think that movie's going to be good, man. I'm excited. I'm also 100% convinced that... Um, Benjamin Chuck E. Cheese? No, that... Uh, that uh, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get that up, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, Syphilis Coochie Rash? Coochie Rash. Is that what it really was? Syphilis Coochie Rash, yeah. Oh, my God. No, I, I'm, I'm convinced that... Uh, that Maz uh Maz Mickelson Maz Mickelson is playing Dormammu. Really? 100%. But how do you think uh Beetlejuice Banglesnatch is going to deal with that? I think that uh Brandybuck Snaggle Snatch. <laughs> no, so here's here's why did you read the like I mean the origin of Doctor Strange? It's all set up for it. Yeah, oh no, he's got like the cuz yeah, I well, yeah, I guess. Oh, 100%. He's got it's got fucking Doc Strange. It's got, got the Baron, Baron Mordo who gets him to, tries to convince, or tries to kill the Ancient One. That oh, then, fuck. that then, that then, uh, Buckyball, Oxfordshire. <laughs> That's not a good one. Let's get a better one. Uh, Blubber Dick Snickers Bar. Um, Wanda's Son. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bourgeoisie Crumblesack. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is... I love this. This is fucking great. <laughs> uh, that uh, that then he you know to protect the ancient one he fights Baron Mordo, who then makes a deal with Dormammu. Oh fuck! In the that's his origin story in the comics. So it's been like, like Dormammu is like basically the demon who 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 rules over Baron Mordo.
1: Yeah, it's been a like I, I watched the animated movie at one point, which is actually really good. Snorkel um...
0: dink, coochie rash.
1: Yeah, I mean the animated movie didn't have uh, Buffalo Crumplehorn, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty good. But it's been at least like three or four years since I watched it.
0: That was good. I mean, that, I liked that. That was a good. That was a good cartoon. Totally. Um, it would make sense if he was playing Dormammu. It just seems like it's what's going to happen. Yeah, it probably is. Um, but I mean, they'll put him in actor form a little bit more. Yeah, so they can so mask it some FaceTime. Otherwise, it'd just be a big CG blob thing. But what's the point of getting the when he uh, can't see his face? Yeah, totally.
1: Um, no, but I think I think Barrister Cabbage Patch is going to do a really good job at, uh, um, bringing a super like odd character like Doctor Strange to life, and I think that's just awesome.
0: Well, and I like that movie because it 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 sets up. I mean, the mystical side of the Marvel universe, but it also just in like a really cool way. I mean, it's like. Just the visuals alone in that first that one thing where the guy's walking in the hallway and kind of twists his arm yeah. and the room just spins out in every direction. Shit was fucking crazy. So cool, man. So, know. you know.
1: Well, and seeing and seeing Rinky Dink Curdle Snoot uh <laughs> hold his hands up and like actually having them shaky like they're actually doing the shaky hands origin. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking cool. Oh, it's awesome, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that. Um but yeah, no, I mean any, any Jazz hands. <laughs> anytime I can see Danglewreck Copper Wire on screen, I'm I'm happy. Um But uh, that wasn't that wasn't all Marvel did this week, Marvel Studios. They also I came. don't want to talk about it. Let's talk I don't want to
0: talk Please, about it. Please let's talk about it. I can't talk about it. <laughs> we got we gotta talk about it.
1: There's 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 good news and bad news <laughs> on this end of the field. Wh- whippersnatch Anamorph. <laughs> <laughs> I shared speaking of anamorphs just really quick aside. Oh, I saw that. That's the fucking funniest. <laughs> I shared a fucking article. What from, happens
0: if you shoot a bear but it's actually an anamorph?
1: Yeah, no. So you accidentally killed an anamorph because you thought it was a regular werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so good. So good. It's, it's a site called Above Average. It's basically like the Onion, but it's like just super bizarre shit. I fucking love it. Um but now so there was a lot of talk about the uh, the new Spider-Man movie this week, and, and some good, some bad. Um, So, first off, title. Spider-Man Homecoming with, like, a 90s cartoon title card.
0: What? But... Uh, I just hate it so much. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't look quality. That, that title card looks like shit. It, it doesn't look like the quality we've, we've It's like... It's, like, there's two sides to it, though. Here's the two sides. There's one side where the graphic designer should get fired. Yes. Or they should, you know, figure out what the fuck they're trying to do. And then there's a side where there's Spider-Man with the fucking Marvel logo above it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, Because that's awesome. I've wanted that forever. Yeah. And.
1: I, I, I... The, so the title itself doesn't bother me too much because I think it's it's more of a symbolic title than anything of like, oh, yeah, Marvel has the rights to Spider-Man and he's
0: no, I, I coming where he should. It's, but I mean, It's not it's it's pretty uh, on the nose there, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. But the card does piss me off. It just doesn't look good. No, not at all. Um, Kevin Feige did talk about uh, what their arrangement is and how involved Marvel is in this movie. Mm-hmm um he said we are we're working very much together it's a i don't know exactly what the credits will be but it's a sony pictures production of a marvel studios film uh the agreement was that it is very much a sony pictures movie amy pascal is producing it with us and sony chairman tom rothman as uh is leading the charge for sony and that we are the creative producers we are the ones hiring the actor introducing him in this film and then working right now on the script and soon to be shooting the actual film so marvel is actually doing all the creative stuff
0: yeah which is what's really important
1: very important i think that's because the furthest away you can get avia rad from the goddamn creatives on a spider-man film the better <sighs>
0: Fucking seriously man holy hell get that guy away from anything that's like any good
1: yeah i uh, that dude pisses me off after like after him kind of like helping to lead the charge on iron man he hasn't done anything good since then
0: no i mean he did you know i guess he did he was like the man behind the 90s cartoons and those are generally regarded as pretty great but
1: yeah exactly um and uh and this so this quote i like i'm i'm not quite sure to make what to make of this one um This is kind of the second half of his quote. He says, we spend a lot of time as we work on these movies saying, don't take it for granted that the audiences saw uh, the other movies or that the audience is as versed in the comic books as we are. We take great pains to give you everything you need to know within the context of whatever movie you're actually watching. However, we did say if it's safe to assume anything, it's safe to assume that everybody knows how Spider-Man became Spider-Man and what the backstory was. Uh, We've seen it a number of times now. It's well-known. It's its it's own well-known mythology. So we said, let's reveal that there's been a Spider-Man in the MCU and we meet him as you see in Civil War.
0: Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. If I have to watch another fucking Uncle Ben scene.
1: So I guess the question will be, who do you think they will involve in terms of his love interest? You know, at some point that's going to happen. Do you think it'll be Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane?
0: I think they'll do both.
1: You think they'll do both? As they should. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Spider-Man blue love triangle thing.
0: That's what it always was. Yeah. That's how it should be. You need you need both Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy in the picture because it gives Peter sort of two different outlets to express two different sides of his personality, too.
1: Yeah, I do I do like that cuz they are when done right, Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane are very different.
0: Oh, exactly. And so you want you want the you want you want his whole group. You want, like, Peter has a group of friends, you know? He's not just yeah. some loner kid who just has a girlfriend and that's it. Which is kind of what we see in the other movies. It's like, he's got his aunt and his girlfriend, and that's like, all you know of Peter. Yeah, yeah. But in the comics, he's got a group of friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you really want to really introduce it, I guess in the original trilogy, you got Harry Osborn. And so Harry Osborn's important, but Flash Thompson's important. Yes. Uh, and you... I think to have that sort of dynamic. I hope they introduce that whole Breakfast Club. Like, so, not Breakfast Club, but I, like that I, whole cast of characters. No, I got you mean. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. I also would be stoked with uh, a reimagining. Like, just take it in a new direction. You know? Yeah. I love Spider Man. He's my favorite character. I'm all about paying homage to the comics and making sure it's like as true as possible. And, right, I don't think we, with particularly with Spider Man, it might be try time to try something different. Yeah, take the ultimate route. I don't know.
1: No, I would, I would, ax, I would love ultimate Spider Man route.
0: I mean, I don't think they're going to go full ultimate because Tom Holland seems like he's in it for the long haul. Well, I mean, they could do three to six movies
1: with Tom Holland and then eventually kill him off. Yeah, but he's not going to be old enough at that point. I think he could
0: be. I oh, don't like because
1: he's he's like twenty. I think he's or nineteen right now. He might have just turned
0: twenty. Yeah, but he's playing a fourteen year old, right? Uh, like a 15 or 16 year old. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just in and of itself, that but, bothers me. I people. mean, in six movies, that's
1: 12 years, so he'd be, you know, 28 by that see, time see, in the they movies. They could have
0: just dropped Peter in, like, already married to Mary Jane, already working at the Bugle, and people would have been fine with it. You don't need to reintroduce the character as a teenager again.
1: Well, but I, well, no, because I think they're doing that because in the other movies, he's in high school for like half a movie, and then that's it. They want to keep him in high school for at least two movies. Mm. And have him be teenager Spider-Man, I'm, which is I'm, why I think they're going the ultimate route.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I'm thrilled about it. Really, you don't like that teenager Spider-Man?
1: Yeah, no, because I mean, think about within the confines of the MCU. Well, so uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Within the confines of the MCU, he's the only teenager
0: out of those superheroes. Mm, no, only in. I mean, maybe the Ultimate Guy is.
1: Well, no, that's what I am saying. The MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. I I switch it with you now.
1: Yeah. So introducing well, him in this universe, that is one thing that gives him the the dynamic of of sort of something different, something yeah. new in that field.
0: Uh, well, I mean, no, I mean the twins were pretty young. They looked young.
1: fairly young, but I mean they're not getting their own solo movie. You know, well, Scarlet of Witch of is getting her own, that'd and be and she's
0: not awesome. I want to see the Scarlet Witch in the Vision movie.
1: That would be incredible. Um, but no, I mean she's she's young, but she's so the thing with Spider Man is he's. He's the young, energetic, sarcastic, optimistic character.
0: I think it's more. I mean, you're not a. A, You're not wrong. And B, I bet you their their angle is more like they want to get kid appeal, and have Spider-Man be
1: a kid. I think that's also part of it too, of course. But
0: what what my fear is is that the movie is going to be much more like kid movie based. Um,
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, like you watch the Breakfast, like because they're going for a John Hughes vibe. Yeah, but Breakfast
0: Club was not a kids movie.
1: No. And that's what I'm saying is they're going for a John Hughes vibe. Like that, that is that is the pitch that sold Kevin Feige on John Watts being the director was making a John Hughes movie about Spider Man. I don't, I
0: don't, I don't I Okay. That
1: I mean that's that was that was what the pitch was. That's what they've both talked about. Ugh. You don't like that? No. Why is that?
0: I don't know, man. You don't just like that. well the I guess so I'm just that I'm just that fucking thirty something year old Spider Man fan. Who's been reading Spider Man for twenty five years? Yeah. And I'm I I I my favorite Spider Man is not young Peter Parker hanging out with his high school kids. But did you did you ever read Ultimate Spider Man? No. But, but I did read Spider Man Spider Man. Well, of course you did, yeah. yeah. but what I'm saying is that that's I'm not so... saying ultimate I'm not saying Ultimate's bad and I do want to read it. And I'm very interested about that. But but what I'm getting at is for the MCU You know, I have this vision in my head of like, no, I want to see my version of Spider-Man, and my Spider-Man's, you know, he's married to Mary Jane, he's an older, more mature guy, and he, you know, he's still that childish kind of Spidey when he's, you know, out crime fighting with the guys, yeah, but he's still like, he's got more depth to him at that point, yeah, than a pimply little teenager. No, and I I do get you there, Um, but that said, I don't know. I'm gonna again coming from you know when you you touch your favorite when someone touches your favorite thing you're gonna get a little defensive about it you're gonna be a little (laughs) that's what she said that's what yeah i got it yeah yeah. but i am excited um i want to see spidey back in the world and absolutely well and i think just
1: i mean having like ultimate spider-man was the first spider-man that i read at length you know like multiple issues in a row read the the big long run and i think that that is a great way to approach spider-man okay um, and so I think, I think I'd be interested to see if you read, you know, like the, the first couple trades or so of Ultimate Spider-Man and see kind of what you thought after that.
0: Sure. I'm probably like it. I mean, Bendis is a good writer. Yeah. And he writes Spidey really well. So um, Bendis writes <clears throat> Spidey well. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bendis, the, the comic book writer. Oh, okay. Here Sp- oh, Okay. Let's not do this. <laughs> um, but then, so, so last bit of Spidey news that we'll cover uh and and kind of talk about um rumor has it uh that uh michael keaton or it's, well rumor has it that the vulture is going to be the villain in this movie
0: well rumor has right the rumor is it's a vulture and, and craven yeah and that michael and- keaton would be playing the vulture Did, was it specified as such all i read was that michael keaton was rumored to play a villain it was so. The, the, I jumped to the vulture conclusion because he's got the fucking eyebrows for. Yeah, he's got like the, and the eyebrows age. for Adrian Toomes. I, I think it's safe to assume that he's not playing Craven. Dude, I want to see Michael Keaton play Toomey so bad.
1: That would be fucking brilliant. Yes. like Birdman, crazy Michael Keaton. That's what I mean. Like,
0: well, that's like that's what I mean. First, full circle. It's like Batman. Nope, he's Birdman. Nah, he's the fucking vulture. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, I would be stoked for that. I mean, I think that's a little tricky for me in my head to wrap my head around that a little bit too. It's like, it's always a little, Spidey universe is always a little hard to kind of wrap your head around with like, he's 15, he's like fighting some 75-year-old guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's just
1: wearing a giant bird costume. It's just weird, dude. But I mean. Do you think they'll try to Sam Raimi it with like making the bird costume a piece of like huge technology or do you think they'll go full weird?
0: technology it seems like that generally they're going towards the technology route yeah i mean the falcons got those techno wings that's
1: true i guess that could be a, a pseudo origin for that suit is something
0: similar yeah like he stole
1: yeah. one of those suits or whatever
0: yeah but no it seems like everything's a little bit more techno grounded in that movie in yeah. those movies which generally i mean that's why i think what i like about the black the black panthers costume so much is it fucking dope it's dope and it looks like sort of techno but also just really organic like the the like it should yeah 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 i do like that Um, although i would like to see the spidey verse i i think they would do themselves justice by having the spidey verse because all of spidey's uh villains are all sort of animal base yeah pretty much yeah the vast majority of them are so make them make that give it a real organic touch there and just kind of like I mean, fuck, you're finally giving us Steve Ditko Spider-Man in costume. Yeah. Give us Steve Ditko's uh, uh, Rogue rogue, rogue Gallery. I still feel like that costume looks more like
1: John Romita Sr.'s Spider-Man than Steve Ditko's. Uh, it's totally got the Ditko eyes, though, man. I don't know. I, like, I still feel like those are Romita's eyes. Those are straight-up Ditko eyes, dude. I don't know, bro. I guess we can disagree on that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the, the Ditko Spider-Man, I think, looks... Okay, wait. You a good look a different. Well,
0: no. Anyway, so I think that uh, I think that uh, I don't know. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for Spider-Man stuff, even though I have I'm somewhat wary about it. Yeah. Um. So
1: yeah, there. So you're you're looking at Ditko Spider-Man, and he's got like kind of those curvy eyes.
0: I'm talking about the white with the very big bold black around it.
1: Yeah. So this. So that's why I'm looking up John Romita Senior Spider-Man because. Like, did you you read obviously the Death of Gwen Stacy? I did. You know he he was the artist on Death of Gwen Stacy. Um,
0: okay, it does look pretty Ramita. Yeah. yeah, you're right. See, look at that shit. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah,
1: I I feel like the costume is based super heavily on Ramita's.
0: Anyway, it's classic Spider-Man. Definitely, costume. it's what it's kind of what we've always wanted.
1: And oh yeah, well, and, and I mean it, that that era, Ditko and Ramita, that whole twenty years or so. Exactly. I would that's kind of the, lump it all together. Yeah. Definitive sort of Spider-Man.
0: So, and it, to to get back to point, I want to see a dude in a f- giant rhino costume, not some bioelectric. <laughs> r- I mean, some like electronic robot rhino driven by uh, by Paul Giamatti. Paul fucking Giamatti,
1: dude. Okay, that guy has the biggest dichotomy between great roles and terrible roles. That yeah. motherfucker.
0: I, like, I generally don't really like him. Really. Mm-mm. he's i mean dude's done some great stuff don't get me wrong he has done great stuff but generally i just he bugs me yeah
1: he does bug me well and i think the reason he bugs me is because he does choose like in between every great role he has he has like three terrible ones yeah um
0: but no man how cool would that be like proper rhino suit proper vulture oh, suit proper uh, green goblin and
1: hobgoblin suits oh my god man yeah i i do kind of want them to just go completely ridiculous with it
0: no make it fun i mean that's i have to have the fun of spider-man you know you know i think same with the uh, flash
1: like i think both of them have a very similar aesthetic where they have ridiculous villains yeah they're super lighthearted and jokey yeah and they just like they don't they don't
0: take themselves seriously i mean honestly that's probably why flash is my favorite dc character yeah oh for sure because he's like the spider-man of dca in this in that way yeah spider-man has the sinister
1: six and flash has the rogues like they're and like they're Are they they're called the rogues. They're just called the rogues, <laughs> and they have the rogues have a moral code where like they're 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 hapless criminals, just like Spider Man's sort of Sinister Six. They're hapless criminals. They're all dumb and gimmicky. They won't ever hurt women or children and every once in a while they help flash with things that he's doing <laughs> oh my god it's so fucking hilarious and there's a bar there's a bar that all of them hang out at that flash every once in a while will stop by and like have beers with them and be like hey how you doing you out of the hospital again you watch you watch flashpoint paradox yeah but they didn't talk about any of that oh did they oh no that was in um oh fuck which animated movie was it that flash oh justice league doom he, they, you'll see that whole like that whole bar that like that's something that's regular in the comics, mm-hmm. but in Justice League Doom they have a scene of that where he goes into the the bar with all the rogues and starts talking to him and just like hanging out for a little while. That's awesome. It's so great. They have just like this weird
0: frenemies relationship. Yeah, man. That's just that just that attitude. Like, don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess at least for the MCU, like, take Civil War seriously. You know, take totally. Infinity War seriously. And give us more Guardians of the Galaxy. Give us more Goofball Spider Man. Give us all these different sort of glimpses into the bigger world. We get this, the mystical world with Doctor Strange. We get this mythological world with Thor. Mm-hmm. I want slapstick, man. I want my fucking airplane naked gun Spider Man yes. movie. I mean, yeah, have it be the funny, far, like the
1: the the funny one.
0: Yeah, make it funny. Make it like just a, just lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then have Guardians be the weird, funny Star Wars world.
1: Yeah, like how, like I th- I think in terms of tone, Spider Man a Spider Man movie could match Guardians pretty well and think, just have it be different concept.
0: And I think that's what makes Spider Man so great is you have this light tone. Yeah, and then really fucked up serious shit happens to him. <sighs> yeah, and it just adds to the depth of his character where he's this yeah. you know he's this this Joker who can you know have these horrible things happen and live with that and sort of you know. Be a better character for it.
1: Exactly. The way that he responds to these crazy things is very different from how these other superheroes would. And that's what makes him who he is is because he can respond to these super serious things and still have a smile on his face and still be sarcastic and still do what he needs to do with the attitude that makes him Spider-Man.
0: Right. Are you listening, Marvel? We we know what we're doing. (laughs) You have a better creative team right here.
1: Yeah, seriously. Let's fire fire John Watts and, and uh No, they can still do it. No, fire them.
0: They just put us on the on the on the uh, on the uh stick us in the writer's room. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Um We got you covered, guys. <laughs> we won't let you down.
1: Um God, I would fucking love that. Um, we won't
0: we won't let you down rest of the world who wants a good Spider Man movie.
1: <laughs> we won't let you down uh uh five of the eight billion people on the earth. Um <laughs> But, uh, okay, so moving on past that, but still sort of in the Sony route.
0: Okay. What do we got? Fantastic Four 4? <laughs> no, thankfully.
1: That's, that's Fox. <laughs> um, oh, no, that's right. The, uh, the rumored crossover between Men in Black and Jump Street is happening and has a title.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jump Street 23. MIB 23. MIB 23. So what, they're going to be Men in Black, right? I think... They're just going to, like, they're going to become men in black and they're going to fight aliens. And I'm fucking stoked, dude. I think that might (laughs) be it. That's, like, like the best thing in the entire world. So cool. You know that some dude was like, dude, you know what you guys should do? Seriously, dudes, you should do this. You should join the men in black. And they were like, fuck yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, because how do you, you know, like, you try to keep up in the ante or whatever. And it's like, okay, they've already done, like. You know, a good amount of cop shit. I mean, we could keep having them do cop shit. Or we could take it totally ridiculous. And Because, you know, they can't cover for college or high school students anymore. So like, Is it
0: still being written by uh, Lord and Miller? I fucking hope so. If it's um, not, it's I'm not as excited about it anymore.
1: So I don't think that... I, I'm not sure. So they're not directing it. Um, they may still be writing it. They may not. They are writing The Flash for DC, so they're a bit uh, busy. But uh the director uh and producer of Flight of the Concords is going to be directing it.
0: Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Who who was his name? Uh James Bobbin. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the other guy. Um so yeah, it, it, No, the other guy's doing Thor Ragnarok. The other Flight of the Concords guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, yes. Um so yeah, it's uh
1: it's unclear um it's unclear at this point who, if if any of the Men in Black people will be coming back, and uh, if um, Lord and Miller
0: have any involvement. But it's still, uh, fucking the only awesome. person I'd want to come back is the guy who died, the the head M, Michael Jackson. No, no, no. Q P. What was his Z? Who is the main? Uh, <sighs> I haven't seen Men in Black in forever. Who is the main? He's the main. Like he's the main head of the Men in Black dude. Wasn't that Michael Jackson? No. Michael Jackson just, like, had a cameo in there. He was like, I could be Agent M. H&M. Oh, that's right. That's right. No. Um, shit. What was that? Yeah, I think he's dead. Anyway. Huh. Uh, there you go. Well, shoot. Um, no,
1: that's fucking dope. I love I love the Jump Street movies, and, and Men in Black is obviously great. Um,
0: so well, yeah. just, again, have fun with your movies. Yep. Like, you want to make a ridiculous movie about... <laughs> Uh, hapless cops yeah. somehow defeating aliens yeah I'm super into it oh fuck
1: yeah it's awesome yeah. Um,
0: as long as they're gonna as long as there's more uh, as long as there's a bunch more uh, finger popping each other's assholes <laughs> mo- moments
1: I love that shit I, lo- I fucking love those movies those are like my some of my favorite comedies in the last like 10 years yeah, they're quite funny Um, <laughs> so you heard you heard about Jared Leto sending all his castmates random shit like, in uh, in the mail when he was playing the Joker, right? No. Oh, shit. Why would he do that? So, he... Jared Leto is famous for being a method actor. Sure. Um, he... Uh, so, throughout the filming of Suicide Squad, he sent bizarre things like um, rats and dead pigs and things like that as, uh, as gifts to his castmates from the Joker. Okay. Uh, apparently, his gifts for Will Smith were a little more specific... Uh, he sent Will Smith anal beads and used condoms regularly. Ew.
0: Why? <laughs> dude, I don't know. Because he's
1: weird and, and, and quote-unquote into the role, I guess. i Okay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's fucking weird. It's bizarre. Although, the new, okay, the newest Suicide Squad trailer, though, I thought was sick. The, the one that just barely came out this week.
0: It did look much better than the other ones that have come out. That was... Better, just better, I don't know, maybe it was just put together better. Maybe it was. I don't know what it was, but it definitely got me, like, all in. What was the music they had in that one? It was another song from Wayne's World. Ballroom Blitz. That's right. Fucking dope.
1: Um. So, did you hear that they're they're bringing the original Star Wars trilogy back to theaters for a little while?
0: Well, yes, and they're only doing it in select Alamo Drafthouse theaters. Yep. And they're only doing it for very limited times. Yep. Basically, like one day only. Yeah, in, so in it's one city.
1: day at each location. Uh, August sixth, it'll or let's see, yeah, August sixth, it'll be in San Francisco, Kansas City, Washington D.C., uh, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, and San Antonio.
0: Well, the point, the I mean, I have to read them all, but the point is, yeah, yeah, a it's not coming to Salt Lake, so that's a bummer. Yeah, b they're going to sell out in fucking seconds.
1: Yeah, there is a so there is a two week determined date in uh, Colorado though in Denver. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, you could go out there. Thankfully, in August, I'll be living in L.A., so, I mean, I can go to it. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, I have already seen them in the big theater.
1: That's true. I haven't. I I wanted to do the marathon for Force Awakens, but, uh, well, I didn't, so. See, that would have been a way to
0: do it. Fuck yes, it would have been. I'm sure they'll do another one for Episode Eight. I just want to, like, break into Quentin Tarantino's house and watch them. How long do you think they're going to let, like, do you think... How? What's the like time limit on marathons? I
1: mean, how,
0: well, how long was the Avengers one? It's twenty six hours. Fuck that nonsense! Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess
1: you could walk out for a couple of those movies. You definitely could. I mean, I, I when I, w- I did, I the, would. when I did the Batman marathon, I walked out for part of uh, the Dark Knight because I'd already seen it like ten times. So that was only two movies. Not three movies. You watched? Oh well, right. It was when the Dark Knight Rises came out. I guess out, so. I meant. Uh, oh, I was only two movies in. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, no, no. I guess I meant. Other than the movie they were showing, there's only two movies before it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Versus Age of Ultron where there's, what, 12 movies before
1: it? Yep. They're starting to do, like, a more targeted marathon where now they have, um, for Civil War, the marathon that people most people are doing is uh, First Avenger, like Captain America, the First Avenger, uh, The Avengers,
0: Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and then Civil War. Hmm. Um, it's almost, dude, honestly, like... You know, I don't want to not watch these movies, but it's almost like there's a part of me that's like, you know what? How cool it would be to just go see the fucking Infinity War two and see all the Marvel movies for the first time ever in sequential order? <laughs> That'd be fucking cool. That would be cool. You mean like a, this, like yeah, brand new fucking movie after one after another? Well, and
1: that's what it's like for the next generation after us. It's kind of like when people watch the original Star Wars trilogy for the first time. Right. You know, I like for me, at some point in, in 50 years when I finally decided to have a kid, um, that would be awesome is having all these fucking
0: Marvel movies to be like, all right, we're going to watch these. Yeah. but well, see, that's like something I've never had. Yeah. Because I watched all the movies. When they started doing franchise stuff, I was alive. Yeah. Oh, same. You know, so I never, there wasn't any franchise that I was like, oh, I get to go back and watch all these movies? Yeah. Hell yeah. Even for me, like, Star Wars, I grew up watching Star
1: Wars. Like, I don't remember a time where I wasn't aware of every Star Wars movie. No, totally. And so...
0: I mean, I'm i trying to think back to, like, the franchises that, you know, maybe I was, quote, too young, so I would have been able to, but I, I there isn't one. I mean, like... Yeah. I think, honestly, the only one I could think of that I could go back and watch and not really know them are, is Superman. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to do that. <laughs> Why not? Because I mean, I've seen the first two, and those are good. Yeah, those are good. The third and fourth are terrible, terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, why would I want to? Why would I? Why would I waste my time? <laughs> Richard Lester was a piece of shit director. Um, uh, but that's probably it. I mean, maybe the Star Trek movies, but I've, again, I've seen those a bunch too, so it's not like there's nothing I would see that's been like a brand new that I would. That's fair. Rock my world.
1: There are a few for me that I could still watch and like be fine. Like a Jurassic Park actually is one that I saw, but like never really actually paid attention to same
0: with indiana jones so indiana jones is a good one that'd be a good one to go down
1: yeah i at some point i know i will it's just a matter of when it does show up at the theater every once in a while they do i've started keeping track on of like movies that that come back into theaters from older the runs because i i love seeing movies that i never had the chance to see in theaters i, know. I,
0: I would love to see uh, the last crusade in the theater again yeah that's such a great movie
1: I need to do that franchise. I really, I really do. It's long overdue. I, I really, what I really want to see in theaters is goddamn Back to the Future.
0: Yeah, they do that all. That one's like pretty common.
1: Really? Yeah. I still have never seen a time when it's at theaters. Oh, it'll be back. I hope in the future. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm really glad that they're never going to reboot that movie because I think it keeps kind of the sanctity of the uh, the original still intact because there's never. You don't have a version where it's like oh the special effects are are more up to date or whatever like yeah it doesn't
0: really need an update either Not at all. I mean I know people are hating on Ghostbusters for trying to do like fuck to reboot fuck it. But I I think at least with Ghostbusters they went in that what seems like a pretty different direction. Yeah, just by changing the cast gender. Yeah, which is good. I'm also excited for it so whatever. I'm excited. I
1: still haven't actually watched the trailer cuz I'm just I'm kind of avoiding it. I want to just go see that movie and not have watched any of the trailers for it. Sorry about it. Do the ghosts look fucking awesome? Really? Yeah. I uh, I'm just trying to stay out of that whole can of worms. By the way, Ghostbusters is the tone that I think any good Fantastic Four movie would match. Hmm. That's that's in my head. Like I. That's kinda, a
0: great question though. What 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 tone would best match Fantastic Four?
1: I think it has to be a ghostbusters type tone, where it's like it's it's sci-fi. It's it's very very serious you know, science fiction and or, you know, fringe, whatever. Um, Monster but it's, Squad. Mo- dude, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, it's like that type of thing where it's like that, that 80s feel, you know? If I, there were I, ever I a think, time...
0: I think that doing a retro Fantastic Four eighties 80s kind of feel would be an yeah. excellent idea.
1: Oh, and totally. And I, like, a lot of people subscribe to the idea that any good Fantastic Four movie would have to be in, like, the 60s, like, set in the 60s or whatever. I don't think so. I think you could do a modern one, but have it be that tone of just, like... Mm-hmm. You know, not taking itself too seriously. A lot of characters, like, who the people in the world around them don't take seriously. And they they find this crazy breakthrough basically
0: by accident. And... Uh, well, and, and just try it, guys. Just try a comic book one. What do they have to lose at this point? Make one that's based on the comic books. Fuck yeah. Like, use this use the comic book as a storyboard exactly and i don't
1: even care if they're young or old like you could do if they're if they're young do a story about fucking reed victor and sue coming up with this crazy weird technology and and enlisting the help of ben and 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 fucking uh johnny to help them actually accomplish it and then have them accidentally succeed and do something insane and then get their powers and work as a team like
0: no i want fucking i want i want proper well no ruler of latveria doom
1: well you get proper ruler of latveria doom later like if you're doing an origin story and even even if you're like if it is like that you know fucking reed and doom start as friends and and then the accident happens and they develop you know resentment for each other and and all that shit
0: And but re- that wasn't in the comics
1: no but i mean that's what, what, I, that's what I mean with like. the with the origin story what was in the comics for doom <laughs> you know what i mean like right there there wasn't
0: much and so a lot of it has to be kind of put in there um, or just give Doom back to Marvel so we can have Black Panther versus Doctor Doom. Have fucking a cool. Wakanda versus Latveria because that's badass.
1: Or give Namor back to to fucking Marvel so you can do fucking uh, Namor versus Black Panther. That'd be cool too. Pretty cool. I love that. Uh, reading Hickman's Avengers, that's one of my favorite subplots of it, is the oh, yeah. relationship between Namor and, it and T'Challa. It's really
0: cool. So fucking cool. What, so, did you ever read Doom War? Did you ever, I never made, did. Dude, you have to fucking read Doom War. Really? It's it's Wakanda versus Latveria. That's cool. And it's so cool. Really? It's so cool. I've. Uh, yeah, Doom War would be a fucking awesome movie. That sounds cool.
1: I've made the mistake of starting to read some of the Civil War reviews. Um, that are out and like I haven't had anything spoiled, but I'm starting to get a, an idea for how everybody plays their character. And I mean it's like it's it's I'm definitely stoked. Like I haven't read anything bad yet at well, all. Because they
0: just had the premiere yesterday, right?
1: They had the premiere yesterday. They already had um uh, uh critic screenings and stuff like that. Um oh, that's so early. It's way early. Why but are they you doing it so early? I don't know. I think it's because they're so confident the movie's good that they're like, Okay, we're gonna generate a ton of buzz for it. That's, um, as long as nobody spoils it, exactly. Um, but they lifted the they lifted the review embargo already uh, like two days ago.
0: Jesus Christ, dude! This does not even come out for another month.
1: Month, yeah, it's crazy. And so there are a lot of reviews popping up, um, and I've started to read them, and they are they are all very positive. Um,
0: oh, I think that movie is going to be fucking awesome.
1: But yeah, they they a lot of them talk about like how T'Challa is played, how Spider Man is played. I don't want to hear it, that. sort any of the of setup. I know I'm 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 regretting that I read some of it. I'm not reading any of it. Yeah, good idea.
0: I'm gonna I, I'm <laughs> gonna go on blackout again, just because you know I feel like I feel like I won the lottery with uh, my Star Wars embargo. Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you know? Did you know when you went in that that like what was going to happen?
1: Not really. No. I mean, I I there were things that I because I was like analyzing and like thinking about it too much. There were those things that I was like, that kind of knew were going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, the Kylo Ren being Han's kid thing. And
0: well, sure. I think that was sort of going around there, but
1: yeah, but no, there was, there was nothing that was like, there was nothing that was like blatantly spoiled. Like, Oh, you know, uh, fucking Han dies and, and all that stuff. Like, right. none of that was spoiled for me. Um, and so it was, it was a very fresh experience cause I only watched two trailers for it. With Dr. Strange, I was considering never
0: watching a trailer but I couldn't resist. I see that's my thing. I don't mind watching trailers. I don't like to watch the trailers they release closer to the movie. Closer to the movie. Yeah. But I like watching the original the first teaser trailer just mm-hmm. cuz I like to get an image, an idea of the imagery. Yeah. Which is pretty much all you ever get. Yep. And then they'll generally release a trailer after that that doesn't really have plot points so much just as just character. more character and I like that too. Yeah. I uh or if Spider-Man's in your trailer, I'm going to have to watch it.
1: <laughs> that's why I I'm right at that point with Suicide Squad now where I'm like, okay, I need to stop watching trailers cuz
0: I don't think there will be any more. They just did, they've been three already. Yeah. That's, that's generally a, the you know, they generally don't generally done to 18 different trailers. No,
1: I think it's because the first one was such a mixed reaction that they're kind of wanting to give more of an idea
0: of what. I the think thing it was because the first and second one were mixed reactions. They were like, yeah. "Ooh, let's try the again." S- the
1: second one was mostly positive.
0: Was it? Yeah,
1: it was. It, like I'd say, it was about an eighty twenty split. Well,
0: the new one is definitely, I think, uh, is going to appeal to a broader audience. The new one's the best one for sure. It's uh, got a lot more Joker. But no, generally I don't. I don't want to watch him. I did watch the Rogue One trailer. Oh. F-
1: fuck that's another thing that happened yeah we didn't talk about that that sure. was my first night in california i woke up on my phone to you guys freaking out uh-huh. i was like what the fuck what the fuck and then i look
0: at, oh shit <laughs> yeah
1: holy let's yeah. talk about that all right uh go so so first of all felicity jones aka the black cat that we deserved but never got um she oh, was yeah. she was set up to play black right. cat yeah, yeah 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 um she's awesome by the way but for okay Quick aside, what is with Star Wars movies and casting people to play an accent that they don't have? Like who? Finn is a British guy playing an American guy. Oh, yeah, sure. Felicity Jones is an American girl playing a British girl. Uh-huh. Uh, fucking Natalie Portman at first in uh Phantom Menace. Carrie Fisher at first in A New Hope. Uh-huh. Um,
0: okay, yeah, you made your point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, that... it It's bugging the fuck out of me. Like, why... Uh, Anyway, it just seems like a pretty common thing these days.
1: It is a common thing. It's weird when an American plays a British person, I think, is is the only time that I'm like, that's weird. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. It's just odd because it's normally they cast British people as American people, but it's not too often that you get American people as British people hmm. in a big-budget movie. You know, like in indie films and stuff like that, they do it all the time. I
0: wonder if they're ever going to be like, that's a Karelian accent. Right? That'd be so cool. They have like a weird, like... Oh, no, because Corellia is... Yeah, it's Han Solo's planet. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be a British accent, but... Yeah. It would... Yeah, Han
1: Han and Wedge are both from Corellia. So, it would be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's Corellia.
0: No, anyway. Uh, yeah, man. That movie looks awesome. Like, th- that, that ground-level war movie... I know, dude. In Star Wars? So cool. I think it's, like, pretty much what we've all wanted the entire time. Yeah.
1: Ben okay. Ben Mendelsohn looks like fucking Thrawn without blue
0: skin. Uh, I think that's the point. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I
1: yeah. just that that's what I'm. The reason I'm saying that is like I'm the curiosity of who he is yeah. and if he will play a a role in the new trilogy at all. Like if that character will will have any sort of that character existence. Snoke. You think? Ooh. I'm just making
0: a. But that would be that
1: would be fucking cool if they set up Snoke in Rogue One. You could. They could. What do, uh, you think, what? what do you think of the new
0: snow uh, stormtroopers? The, the dark troopers? Yeah, the dark long face troopers. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah? They're fucking badass. Well, so here's my reaction to the movie, to the trailer. It was, it was, I, I pretty much remember how the trailer goes, but it was like, okay, this looks cool. Then she makes that like, you know, th- this is what you do. I rebel. And I was like, that's a dumb line. That was a dumb line. And then it's like, oh, my fucking God, that's Mon Mothma. That was cool as fuck. <laughs> like, how the fuck did they do that? But apparently she played Mon Mothma in the prequels.
1: Yeah, she played Mon Mothma in episode three in a scene that got deleted.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Nonetheless, dude, holy shit.
1: Yeah, she she looks very Mothma. Identical.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then it was... Then there was explosions. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm into that. And then it was... Uh, you know shit going on and then I fucking saw it and I was like it's my stormtroopers it's my fucking stormtroopers again and that got me really excited that shit was cool and the ATAT, at well, on, on the fucking beach yeah well yeah that was that was a fucking awesome shot that shot was us, incredible that we get you know that I mean, was they're not my stormtroopers but those are the my those are the you know that's original trilogy to stormtroopers totally and, well, then we, and then we get AT-ATs at at that
1: shot right there was, I think, really one of the big reasons why Gareth Edwards is directing this
0: movie. To go big, go yeah. fucking big, go big or go home. Yeah, because he he did the I new. Godzilla. Forgot, dude. I was like, I for the lot for the past week, I just haven't even looked it up. I'm like, who is directing it again? Yeah, God. Gareth Edwards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All faith is not that I didn't have any. Yeah, I've, further entrenched, I guess you could say, because yeah, the concept it, like is already enough to fucking. And then so, uh then I saw Forrest Whitaker and I was like, Oh cool, ghost dog's in this movie. Fuck yeah. Did you ever see Ghost Dog? I never did. It's pretty ridiculous. Really? It's Forrest Whitaker as like a a dude who lives on the roof of New York <laughs> and like has a bunch of pigeons. He's like teaches somebody else how to be like the ways of the samurai. <laughs> and uh, that's why there's there's a whole bunch of ghost dog jokes going around. like oh. Forrest Whitaker with his like staff thing. <laughs> so it's like ghost dog <laughs> uh
1: so I, I like that there's like a reason for once um fucking there's a reason for once that forrest whitaker's face is half
0: asleep yeah right because he looks like he's roughed the hell up uh no man i mean you know forrest whitaker's not my favorite but he looks really cool in this that um that kung fu guy i don't remember his name that was badass but that guy's a badass I just, you, if you've ever seen any movies that he's in, that guy's got some moves. What's he in? Just a bunch of dope, like, kung fu flicks. Oh, oh he was in Ip Man. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Awesome movie. Fucking sweet movie. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. Way fucking cool. And then, uh, I don't know. The whole fucking thing looked cool, dude. It just looked like it. You're, I mean, you nail it on the head. It's a, it's a in the trenches, ground level is just, just the shit that's going on.
1: Yeah, it's like Band of Brothers, Fury, all those types of movies in Star Wars. I know.
0: It's like, it's, it's like the title finally is accurate.
1: Yeah, it's an actual war and <laughs> yeah.
0: not a fucking adventure. Right. Well, and I'm really excited to see a film with no Jedi in it. Yes. No Force crap. Yep. I and they can mention it and be like, yeah, they, all the Jedi are dead. Yeah. And if they don't have, I mean, they're going to have Darth Vader in it. They have to have Darth Vader in it.
1: Yeah, it would it would definitely not make sense
0: if he wasn't in it. Well, no, I mean that's Darth Vader. That's that's when he's doing his shit. Yeah,
1: one of the most interesting thing, like one of the most things I'm I'm most curious to see is what happens at the end of the movie. You know, like how does this movie end? Obviously, we know the fate of of a lot of these people.
0: Yeah, Luke blows up the Death Star. Well, of course. No, I'm just kidding,
1: <laughs> but. You know, I mean, where where these people end off? These characters that we're getting to know throughout this movie, where they end off? Are they all fucking dead at the end of this movie? Like,
0: right? I don't
1: know. Mon you know. Mothma's not. Mon Mothma's not. <laughs> but all the rest of them, it's like we never
0: fucking meet these guys. But that's fucking Wedge, right? Or uh that's Biggs. Be. I Biggs. don't think that's Biggs. They picked the wrong actor to not play Biggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a guy who's not playing Biggs, you're sure playing Biggs. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'm going to look it up really quick and see. I don't see. think they've said. I don't think they have either. Although okay, I am not a fan of the Rogue One a Star Wars story title. I think they were going to call it Star Wars Rogue One, but then they didn't want the uh the the uninitiated to go, "Wait, is that that episode 8?"
0: I had I did have to uh You you posted a helpful diagram? Yes. For the uninitiated. Yeah. But before you posted that, I did draw up a diagram for my buddy at work cuz he was like <laughs> When, what's why's where's the guys from the other movie? And I was like, sit down, little guy. Let me show you what's what. Here's how confusing the Star Wars movie sequences are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know, man. I think it should have been pretty obvious when you're looking at the uh, watching the trailer yeah. and the fucking. Death Star turbo lasers getting placed into the Death Star, oh. with the with the with the uh, the exact same Star Destroyer that picks up the Krillin Corvette and a New Hope goes yep. flying up and just like, <gasps> yes, so cool, so Although, cool, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, continuity wise, it doesn't quite make sense because in Episode Three when they have the thing building, it's kind of anyway. Like, in terms of them putting that dish into the Death Star at that Tr- spot. They are trying something different. They are. It's fine, but it's just, it's, you know, one of those dumb, like, I've watched Star Wars. Well, he wanted it star to Wars. be f-
0: fully operational when your <laughs> friends arrive.
1: I love the, 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 the somewhat, star, like, the Star Wars fans that thought that it was about the Bothan
0: spies from know, Return of the so Jedi. so many people that are like, where's, where's the Bothans? Where's the Bothans? That's cool. I mean, I guess. If you just don't know what you're talking about, yeah, that's fine.
1: It's like it's not a big thing, but it's like as a Star Wars fan, you're like,
0: Ugh. well, it separates the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> <laughs> like you could say that that's cool, but I know, I know, I know, you're not coming to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Only
1: really deep Star Wars fans are allowed at my birthday party.
0: Yeah, man, I've got a, I've got a uh, quiz. You got to answer some super obscure Star Wars questions. No Google. That'd be actually brilliant. Yeah. Um <laughs> want to come to my birthday party? Because you know what my birthday party is for the next foreseeable future. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I know. Every birthday party for the foreseeable future, I get to fucking see a new Star Wars movie. Actually, I know no. they might move it to May. I know they, they might. They are moving it to May after
1: be Rogue sure. One. Sure. After Rogue One, Episode
0: is going to be in May. I don't know. They did say, I did read somewhere that Episode 8 was December 15th release date. Star Wars Episode Eight. If they change it to me, that's fine. I'd be a little sad about it, though. Oh. Yeah. December 15th. Yeah, told you. The my fuck? F- my fucking Did they, birthday. They moved it
1: back good. I actually really like that, because it's like, I, I would hate to have an Avengers movie and a fucking Star Wars movie out at the same time. That no. pissed me Star off. Star
0: Wars is the new Christmas overlord.
1: Absolutely. They own that holiday. Although, oh wait, hold on. So, Wikipedia says December 15th. uh uh-huh. Um. However, IMDb still says May, uh, so we don't know yet. Oh wait, actually no. Okay, never mind. It was updated December fifteenth.
0: Yep. Shit. I know.
1: How's about Star Wars? Let's find out about Star Wars Episode nine. Episode nine? Probably not yet. Uh, they haven't announced a release date yet. Yeah. Star Wars? How about Han
0: Solo? Han Solo. It's movie? gonna be called. It's gonna be called Han Solo Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, it never felt better to have my birthday be December 15th. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. It's the best. It's like that That just worked out super well for you. Really- Did you know that Lord and Miller are also writing the Han Solo movie? hmm That's, God. And, dir- oh, fucking directing it, too. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Shit. And Lawrence Caston is uh, is helping write it. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Irvin Kirshner. Just kidding. All right. Okay. Here's one thing that's been bugging me all weekend. All right. After seeing oh God, I really hope he's not the front runner as Han solo. Anyway, um did you did you ever end up seeing Hail Caesar?
0: No. No? God damn it. I you know you see that. It's, I know I want to. So good.
1: Um one thing that's been bugging me all weekend, so we saw that, that picture of the ATATs in uh, the in the trailer. And it uh it started really getting on my nerves how the fuck ATATs got approved by the Empire. Oh right, 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 right. Yep. What what was the process you think? Like the, so do you think somebody designed the ATAT and then went to the empire and said, here's my design? Like, what can I do with this? Or do you think it was the empire that commissioned it? I don't know. You don't know? Like I, so I'm picturing, I'm picturing like, let's say, I
0: mean, this is the depth I'm going. What alien, what alien. So generally, generally technology has some element of biomimicry on earth. It does. Yeah. To to some degree. You know. Mm -hmm. We I mean, you know, granted we made wheels and wheels aren't you know wheels aren't found in 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 nature, but aerodynamic shapes are which all the things that are on top of wheels Mm -hmm. are based on.
1: The like the the reason being you design an ATAT that's fucking walking around and shit, but we know they have spacecrafts, giant spacecrafts. Mm Mm-hmm. We also know they have speeder bikes. Mm Mm-hmm. Why does the ATAT and the ATST for that matter? Why do they both need legs? Well, maneuverability. Speeder bikes can maneuver. Yeah, those speeders can maneuver.
0: Yeah, but the only thing that's big enough to maneuver the forest moon of indoor is a speeder bike. But an ATST has overwhelming firepower to a speeder bike. Yeah, and it looks fucking cool. <laughs> that's the fucking board meeting. They're like, I don't, I don't know, Jimmy. these this, uh, these ATAT. Th- These ad ats don't... (laughs) These at eighties just don't... They they don't look practical. Yeah, but they look cool. They do look cool. Let's make 400 million of them.
1: Well, it's like... I mean, you make that design in white. Like, isn't there somebody in the room who's going, uh, couldn't we just, like, put some wheels on that so it
0: doesn't get tripped up all the time? Yeah. So, here's what I think. Here's... If you want to go for a serious answer, here's what I think. The... The the Imperial force is all about overwhelming might show of force and they're ext- seemingly extraordinarily arrogant and arrogance generally breeds stupid decisions because you're like I'm gonna build a fucking wall yes I'm gonna build <laughs>
1: <laughs> build a giant wall it's gonna be the best wall you've ever seen and and Tatooine's gonna pay for it
0: <laughs> space walls <laughs> Uh no, but I mean just like you know, let's see. Yeah, why I I mean you're you're not wrong. Cuz it's like and we it know could, that we, it and fly. we know and we know that tie fighters can fly in an atmosphere. Yeah. Which to so me can is, snow speeders, which to me is it doesn't make sense. Kind of rough there yeah. but whatever.
1: It doesn't make sense. I mean maybe gravitational stabilizers or some dumb technology like that, but um the force. Yeah. Like cuz they they could have it floating. They could have that same vehicle with that same firepower and Mm -hmm. take off at least half of the weight by by removing those legs and just have it floating. So
0: so by that same logic, why would you ever bring a tank to war? Uh, Because it is like
1: one of the perfect war vehicles.
0: So in this universe, somehow the AT-AT became the perfect war vehicle. But it didn't, though, because all it took was a few little ships with fucking tow cables to take them down. With tanks, there's not really a weakness. No, no, I I mean, I I see your point. I'm creating. This, I'm saying in the fictional Star Wars universe, nobody ever figured out that tanks were much more practical than AT-ATs. Uh, but that's where you're wrong, because the fucking droid army had tanks. Because the prequels, yep. I don't believe in this. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, legend. Legend has it that these prequels existed. So the prequels are no, part you're of the Star I mean, Wars Legends actually... universe for you. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. No oh, it fully. just didn't start until uh, until a new
0: or until Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One's going to be the uh, earliest Star Wars film chronologically for me. <laughs> you know they're not going to touch them. I mean, maybe they'll touch the prequels a little bit, but I bet you they really mm-hmm. won't. I don't know. Well, that's a good question. How much will Rogue One touch on the prequels? Cuz you feel like it almost has to have some of the characters. Does it? I mean, I don't think so. The only character I could think you could think is um Darth is, Vader. N- well, no. Uh, uh Space Jimmy Smith.
1: <laughs> yeah, they would need Space Jimmy Smith. Space Jimmy Smith would be although uh, he never got involved in the rebellion, didn't
0: he? or yeah, no. fucking he took Princess Leia and then she, they're they're definitely that's why they blew up Alderaan. I mean, that's a, that was a part of the rebellion. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. He so did I, head up the rebellion. Space Jimmy Smith seems like probably an appropriate person to put in that movie. Yeah. Other than him, I'm trying to think of anyone. But else. Space Jimmy Smith's also sort of was referenced in A New Hope, so therefore, he, the prequel still doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what about. Let's see.
1: I'm trying to think of who survived. I mean, Obi-Wan obviously yeah, is not going to touch in, this movie.
0: No, he's on the picture.
1: Yeah. I really hope they do the Kenobi solo film, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, um, me too. Bring back Ewan. Ewan McGregor. I um, wonder if they
0: will, because they can't really. I can hope so I can't really touch the prequels anyway what Um,
1: I'm just trying to think if there's anyone who else who like survived after the prequels who didn't get murdered in the fucking child assassination of Anakin Skywalker right because um, there's I mean as far as Jedi goes there's just
0: you know Yoda I, mean, I, and... I, I really feel like they're trying to they're 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 pulling away from the, tr- the prequels I know they said that they're not going to touch them they're still ca- technically canon yeah but they're I really get the vibe they're pulling away from them
1: in the films, they might be. I mean, I know they're they're still kind of leaning on the prequels a bit in all the the like comics and cartoons. Um, like in Star Wars Rebels, they reference the prequels still quite a bit. Sure, and also in the comics, books. they have that Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah, and they'll be doing more prequel tie in comics. I know they're not, but the films. Yeah, and films... I don't know, man. Turf. I
0: I would be surprised if they did.
1: I think eventually they'll get to the point after like the first three anthology films. I think they'll get to the point where they will. Imagine nobody if they did... wants to see
0: the Gungans again. I'm
1: sure nobody does. And they don't have to see the Gungans again. Imagine if they did a movie about the 501st Legion. I think that'd be sick. A clone trooper, like, elite infantry, like, infiltrating droid not, armies I, I, and stuff I'm like that. I'm not saying
0: that wouldn't be cool, but they've also already covered that ground
1: thoroughly in the Clone Wars cartoon. That's true. I would love for them to start delving into the Old Republic. I think that'd be sick.
0: I don't think they need to, man. I'm think... I, I, not saying that wouldn't be cool. Because it could be pretty. The cool. The old Republic would be way cool. But what I think, what I, what excites me about their the prospects moving forward is like really reaching into other aspects beyond Jedi shit mm-hmm. in the Star Wars movies, and it looks like that's what they're doing.
1: Oh, definitely. I think that's what they're setting themselves up for. In I the mean, the Han Solo movie is not going to be a Jedi
0: movie. Oh no, it's going to be a badass Ocean's Eleven. Oh fuck yeah! Or something. A heist movie. Heist movie with Chewie and Lando. It's going to be the best. I right, dude.
1: I would love to see a couple things I would love to see um pre implant lobot okay uh Lando, yeah, um and I like the young Lando, the casting for young lando i there's there's so many possibilities that'd be amazing um Han solo heisting the shit out of shit, yeah, having him having him get into his trouble with Jabba.
0: oh yeah, oh like all sorts of hut problems going oh, on, fucking bounty hunters explore galore.
1: the outer rim yeah. Like, maybe include, like, Dengar and IG-88 and some of them. Or maybe save them for the Boba Fett film that they hopefully do.
0: Sure. Um All God. the above, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. do it.
1: Wouldn't it be super cool if they did a Boba Fett film in the style of Dread where, like, A, he never takes off his helmet. B, it's, like, like the raid in terms of just, like, this giant sort of action, continuous action scene like they did in Dread.
0: I want to watch that again, man. That was
1: such a good movie. I fucking love Dread.
0: Uh no absolutely dude or so just cool. like a cool thing like that or God, I don't even care man just that's the whole thing yeah just not Jedi stuff yeah not this overarching mythology but just like all the little all stories. the cool little shit I mean that's like why do we like Star Wars because there's a cool aliens in a cantina yeah
1: show more of that that'd be okay. that would be amazing doing like a a fucking sitcom about the people who run that cantina. I think that would be incredible.
0: I do you remember the the idea we had the 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 cantina idea where it's an anthology movie? Oh yeah, about each of the characters and each in there. of the characters ends up in the cantina scene from A New Hope.
1: So we should we could do that in cartoon form. That'd be cool. We should we should do cartoons about that.
0: Yeah, I love those oh, I stories. Love they had the books back in the nineties, The Tales uh-huh. from the Cantina and Tales from Jabba's Palace. I loved those. I ate that shit up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I want to know. Do that. Yeah, I want to know. Uh, I want to know Hammerhead's entire backstory. Okay, <laughs> that's
1: that's the next T M B C project for YouTube. Beyond the game on videos and the random ramblings that
0: I do, we, need, we need the authoritarian home world b- voting process. Let's let's. <laughs> I suppose. No, no I am just kidding. But you
1: yeah. No. I say we do it like fucking. Who cares? Like five minute little. Like stories about each of these people that we see in the cantina scene. I think that'd be so sick. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Tie them all together, have a big old. And Avengers then they could put us in the writers' the
0: room for Tales from the Cantina. Yes, please. And oh my god, dream come true. Oh, um, the fucking devil face. What the fuck's devil face's story? You know? Oh, he's a
1: Devonian, a Devorian. Yeah, yeah, something that's almost the word devil. Yeah. Talk about the uh, the surgeon who ended up having a really horrible life and getting his arm chopped off.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty bad. We could even, I guess Robot Chicken kind of covered all that. I guess it did. Who cares,
1: though? <laughs> uh, I mean, they covered some of it, but... <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, in satires, it doesn't quite count. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I feel like ours would
1: be lighthearted, too.
0: You think they'll have a young Greedo in the Han Solo movie? Oh, that'd be so good. Wouldn't it be badass if the bad guy of the young Han Solo movie was Greedo? He was the main protagonist. It's fucking Greedo. Antagonist, you mean? Antagonist. That would be incredible. Oh my god, that'd be so love cool! That. I would like f- Jabba's like the big bad guy in the background, but yeah. Jabba's like the Thanos of the movie. Yeah, exactly, Jabba's the Thanos, and, and then Gre- it's just like Greedo's the bad guy. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Or Jabba,
1: real—I mean, really—Jabba's the Palpatine, and then
0: Greedo's the Vader. <laughs> well, I was trying to jump to other universes, with yeah. It, but I, I, your point is accurate. Yeah, they're both—I guess they both work just as well. Or like he—he ha- he, he goes on—he goes on missions with Greedo. <gasps> So cool. I just want more Greedo, dude. Greedo's cool. I want more Greedo too. I want I want more. And of then really make it hit hard when Han fucking shoots him, because make it never, emotional. Greedo never they were friends. Greedo never shot. <laughs> he didn't.
1: No, I know he didn't. I mean, I thought you were saying that in this movie, Greedo never shot. Like he
0: always. Han shoots first the entire movie.
1: The entire movie Han's always shooting before Greedo and Greedo's like never shooting because he's such a pacifist. Just
0: really stick it to George Lucas with every single scene. <laughs> just be like Greedo like pulling out his gun but Han shoots first. Yeah. And he, then he time. points it
1: out every single time too. He's like, I just shot first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? I
0: shot before you. That's the movie I want to And then see. it's Han
1: in bed with somebody. See that? I just shot before you.
0: Oh. I want to see the Han and Greedo uh, Bad Boys movie. that'd be brilliant.
1: (laughs) I would love that. Oh, dude, I, another, so another, another like side of the universe I really want to explore is like all of the sort of like all the random, like, like the, the cloud, the whole cloud city thing, Mm -hmm. that situation. Mm -hmm. I want to know how that all happened. (laughs) Like How, how, how Lando got it, how Lando got it. Like why he's so beloved by all those people. Like what, you know sure that whole story and and Lobot too like they they explained a lot of Lobot's uh, Lando story is, Lando is charming as fuck he is and I love I love Lando he's probably like top five favorite characters in I, Star Wars so
0: why do you think they didn't bring him back for the Force Awakens I don't know like even mention him I'm hoping
1: they bring him back in episode eight I feel like it would be a perfect sort of you know if, if we're talking about ring theory here it would be a perfect way to bring Lando back
0: is in this movie like at Han funeral
1: yeah at Han Solo's funeral, or, toddler, or like fucking Chewie encounters him, or... or
0: I, I, and on the other hand, you don't really need him. You don't need him, but it'd be so cool. It would be cool to like have him run into Lando and <sighs> Lando's dick. <laughs> you said I know you said Lando's
1: a dick, but it, it in my head sounded like Lando's dick, like they run into Lando's dick. I was like, that'd be a little weird for the Star Wars film. I don't know if they'd take that jump. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like Carrie, like fucking Leia and, and Lando have been hooking up this whole time after her and Han split?
0: Mm, I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> that doesn't sound too great to me. <laughs> I'd be okay with that.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be okay with seeing it, but having it referenced, sure. Sure. Because, I mean, Billy Dee and Carrie Fisher, neither of them aged that well. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know, man. I I love exploring those sides of the universe. It's the same reason, like, Damage Control is a great comic. And fucking it's, powerless sounds like an awesome TV show.
0: Yeah, and it's superior foes of Spider-Man.
1: Oh, God, that's the best. It really is. I love that. Or and even Hawkeye. Like even though it's a main character, like the Hawkeye miniseries was the best because yeah. it's like this little sort of not mundane but like just small scale shit happening yeah. in this big universe.
0: Uh, no, absolutely, man. I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, we're jumping into the world of giant franchises now. Yeah, I mean, we've never seen franchises like we are seeing now. No. Um, uh, and they've got the time, they've got the space and they'd be fools not to invest in world building. Mm-hmm. I don't want one continuous story of the same f- four characters. Yep. Not that that's a bad thing, but have revolving cast, have, have other things
1: going you know, on, have other
0: things going on and really build in, you know, and then, you know, you can open up, uh, you know, you can just open up different different uh, aspects of what what you know the viewing audience wants to be interested in. Yeah, you know, people might not be down with the Avengers, but they might think that uh, the superior foes of Spider Man is totally worth watching and totally love it. Absolutely no, and I mean it's the same with like Deadpool. Well, I was going to say Deadpool too. Like, you know, Deadpool obviously has reached a. <laughs> Huge broad audience of you know, and people might think the X Men are super dumb, but obviously, Deadpool's made a gajillion dollars. Exactly.
1: It's, I mean, yeah, it, we're we're at that time where it's just the more people do something different, I think the better the better the reward for it. You know, the more they chase other concepts that have already been explored, the less
0: successful they are. That is exactly it, man. I mean, I think that's the 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 right, and the the more out of the box we can continue moving forward with films. The better we're all off. I, I really don't want to see the stagnation of creativity. That's why I really liked that article I said earlier about uh, kind of comparing Star Wars to Charles Dickens in the sense that Charles Dickens started off and he just wrote a bunch of terrible crap. Yeah. And then got better. And why why opening Star Wars up to the franchise it is now is a really good thing is because we're we're going to get fresh blood and it's going to get really good and really creative.
1: Yeah. Well, and it was a good point, too, that... that you know, most of Dickens' work was never critically successful. No, but it was commercially successful. Yeah. And and fast forward a hundred years later, you know, it's 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 taught. It's 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 literature that is heavily renowned. Yeah, you know, and so it, I guess it's more a sign that it's like there's no there's no like guide or universal rule to what makes good and influential art. And and critics, I mean. At the risk of sounding like an asshole, critics don't mean shit. Like, I don't. I've I've never really cared that much what critics say.
0: No, the, I don't. I there. I, I don't care what critics say. I do sometimes enjoy reading critics' perspectives. I do too. Yeah, because I I like. There's two sides to it, right? There's someone who's trained, and they're going to look for specific things. Mm-hmm. They're going to highlight those things, and those things might, you know, and that's in the case of Batman versus Superman, they're highlighting all the things that make that movie not a good movie because that's what they're trained to do. Absolutely. And that, you know, whether, you know, regardless of whether or not, you know, you like the movie or not, these guys are going to nitpick all the things about that movie that make it generally, you know, to the, like the collective consensus of what makes a good movie, why that movie doesn't add up to it. Absolutely. And, uh, I like that angle. It's like, uh, I don't know, like cooking, right? Like, a a trained chef is going to look at a meal in one way but you're going to eat it and you're going to think it's delicious you're going to make that well, you're going to make that bologna and grape jelly sandwich and you're going to eat it and you're like this is the most delicious thing i've ever eaten in my entire life and a trained chef's going to be like why the fuck are you eating a bologna and grape jelly sandwich well,
1: and but the, but see that and that's where the difference is for me is because that's that's kind of an unfair comparison because that's more akin to the criticisms that a professional filmmaker would have on films Rather than a a film critic,
0: well, but a critics trained to I see I I see your point, and I, maybe my point got a little maybe I might maybe my uh, I was just trying to bring up the fact that when I was a child, I used to eat <laughs> grape jelly and bologna sandwiches. <laughs> you are trying to justify your dietary habits. Point being, uh, I hear you. I don't think a credit's a valuable. I don't think no. a, a critic is a valuable way to decide whether or not you like a movie.
1: What I what I wish more, and this is just like on a on a on a note of of curiosity i wish more filmmakers would comment openly on other films
0: i agree man i i think that's i think that's a good point like create competition in a sense
1: yeah like like tarantino for instance every once in a while will give his thoughts on a film and he is always super insightful and it's usually
0: he's never really negative no you don't have to be negative you can be constructive yeah or you can just, you know, sort of just say what you thought about it. Fuck. Totally. And like James Franco, he
1: writes a column for um, IndieWire. I think it's like once a month or something like that. And usually his insights are really good, you know. And every once in a while people will get, you know, like J.J. Abrams commenting on something. Or like Dan Harmon does it all the time. Kevin Smith even. Um, well, James I, Gunn on the Deadpool movie.
0: Totally. Like, how great was that? Yeah.
1: It was awesome. And and I, 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 I like that because filmmakers have a very different perspective than film critics. You know, film critics are looking... At oh you know this this box didn't get checked this box didn't get checked right. or whatever you know right. whereas filmmakers are going okay this resonated with me this did not resonate with me I'm I'm fascinated with how they did this or or you know this was cheap or what you know like I really like that and Max Landis the same way he's very outspoken with his opinions on movies and and sometimes to his detriment in in the media <laughs> sure. or whatever but sure. like I I like that because it, it creates I think that's not more honest criticism but oftentimes more valid criticism
0: yeah you know i i liken it well so here's a so here's a sort of on the same tangent like do you think that if you had a ton of experience in film like mm-hmm. you were directing movies do you think it would sour your movie viewing experiences i think it would almost enhance it i don't know man the reason i the reason i bring it up is because you know i've been doing music for 18 years and now when i listen to music i'm very much like oh okay that's what they did on the drums there's the isolation of the drums here's how they took the drums and put them in different sizes like i'm just analytical with music definitely and you lose that sort of just sheer joy of music yeah well Do, and, d- d- it depends i mean like i can you know something comes along that's great and it's just like oh i love this yeah well and for me i think like wiggle wiggle wiggle
1: oh my god <laughs> um that is the most ridiculous shit um but no for me like i because i I already watch movies kind of analytically because every scene I'm seeing in a movie, I'm always like thinking, how did they make this? You know, what are sort of the oh, effects sure. that go behind it? But uh, you haven't been sitting in behind But no, I, yeah, I'm not a director or anything right. like that. And so it, it might, but I feel like, I don't know, because I mean, you do look at most professional filmmakers, like, I mean, with the exception of, um, you know, the more snobby filmmakers, most of them watch movies all because the time. Because they enjoy movies. Exactly.
0: But probably also, at, like, um, in a research way to be like, how did this director totally. achieve this? Yeah. But you know, I think that makes you a better filmmaker. It makes you a better filmmaker. I guess the question is... Does it make it a labor? Does it make it a labor? Do you... Do you like, because when I went, when we went and saw The Force Awakens, that movie started and I was in the Star Wars for two hours. Yeah. You know? Like, I checked out. Yeah. And there was no analytical aspect to it. I was, like, 100% invested in the story. mm totally unaware of what was going on around me mm-hmm. and sort of just do you, do you do you lose the ability to get lost in the story at that point or do you just set your bar higher and it, and if you know if you're not getting lost in the story do you s- stop do you stop or the movie's not as interesting or yeah well I, I think it depends on who you are because oh, you look at sure
1: you look at somebody like, like abrams or or quentin tarantino those dudes just absolutely are constantly ingesting film you know what i mean yeah especially tarantino i mean he spends most of his time watching movies and so weirdly enough tarantino won't do netflix he won't do hulu he won't like he doesn't have any of those subscriptions all of the movies that he watches at home he rents on film yeah which is first of all nuts because that's so expensive um oh it's crazy but uh but yeah i mean it's it's kind of just that thing where it's like they although especially somebody like tarantino or abrams who they've been doing it so long and they're such a master of their craft that of course they're going to be be able to see through almost any effect that anybody does or any trick of whatever but they're still able to to lose themselves in that sense you know like with with tarantino he watches a whole lot of like really old movies uh, a lot of kurosawa films a lot of western stuff yeah. like that um and i think for him it's probably that sort of marvel of working with a lot less than he has and still being able to accomplish what they accomplish. But I think it does depend on the person, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. it well, I guess that's the point of it.
1: Yeah. This long uh, this long ramble is... Uh... Well, but that's... And that's the thing that I want to find out, though, is, you know, like, talking to directors, mm-hmm. talking to actors, talking to writers, how do you watch a movie? That would be super interesting. Like, I would love to sit down and, like, just interview filmmakers about
0: how they experience movies you know not even talk about like can steven spielberg go see star wars and just get lost in the story exactly or is he in that movie and he's like the whole time like i remember working on this with george and yeah we wouldn't have done this or
1: we would have done that better or whatever type thing yeah and that would be especially with a franchise that you used to be attached to did george see this
0: uh, force awakens did he comment on seeing it
1: um he did and he said uh it'll be commercial like i think is the extent of his comments like like
0: dickish like it'll be commercially successful
1: it won't be a george lucas film like i was always trying to do something new and different or whatever the fuck um yeah it wasn't it wasn't bitter but it definitely wasn't like positive sure but yeah which fucking i don't know dude bothers me um I don't know. And like there are, so there are certain people like, like Dan Harmon, for instance, lifelong Star Wars fan, love Star Wars. The prequels just fucking murdered his joy or whatever. He was talking about that on the episode that I, or on the episode that I went to mm-hmm. and he still hasn't watched the force awakens because he feels like it's not for him or something like that. And so like everyone was basically spent the whole time convincing him to go and watch it. Um, and so I like, I'm, I'm curious to see for him cause he was somebody who was in the theater when a new hope came out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I, 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 I'm so curious about what those people think about this movie, especially people who were there when the original Star Wars movie came out and then went on to make films and make entertainment and sure, sort of, sure. you know, because that like, I don't know, that perspective is one that, that fascinates me, um, you know, and, and same with like, I'm also curious about like, you know, when J.J. Abrams watches The Force Awakens. What is he thinking? You know, what is he sort of feeling? Is he able to enjoy that
0: movie? So I, I mean, I can't obviously you can't. Speak yeah, but for, what do you think though, for JJ? Well, like, 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 look at it in the way of like, you know, when I listened to the album I made with my friend, yeah, and we spent two years working on it, give or take. Mm-hmm. I can't just listen to that as music. That's true. I'm like, that's how I made that drum beat. Yeah. I remember making that drum beat. That's the program I program. The, the 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 programming we did on that drum beat, mm-hmm. we did in his room, and this is what we were doing at the time. And here's you know the sort of the peripheral of my life at the time. I mean, I'm yeah. too invested. I'm too That's invested true. in it to take myself out of it and just listen to it f- as music. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think going forward?
1: So let's say Star Trek Beyond and Star Wars Episode Eight. Do you think JJ watches those movies and is able to enjoy them? I mean, he's still a producer on both movies.
0: Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure to some degree, because he's not going to be there all day long. Yeah. If I was a producer, you know, if you, if I was a, I'm going to have to use music because it's a world I know. Yeah. But if, you know, if you made an album and you came to me, I was going to be your producer, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I I mean, is he going to be on set the whole time? No. Absolutely. So I'm like a post-production guy. Yeah. There's a better way to put it for music, because generally if you're doing music, the producer's in the studio the whole time with the band. Yeah. So I'm the post-production guy, right? I'm the, I'm the guy who's going to master the album for you. And I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to make it sound good. So all I'm getting is just the, the album itself. Yeah. And I can tweak a little bit of stuff here and there. And so I might have a little bit of an analytical idea of it. And I could like probably saw some of the creative process. But I wasn't in there day in and day out. Yeah. So I'm going to enjoy it much more. Not that you won't enjoy it. I mean, I still enjoy listening to the album I made. Yeah, of course. It's fun to listen to. It's, it's just, just it's not the same experience. No, it's not like, you know, it's not like me putting on the new... Uh, a band album that I like and just ex- enjoying it for music sake. Yeah, of yeah. course.
1: Uh, that's got to be interesting. And I am, I'm curious. Like I, I am always curious with some of these producers how involved they really are in like the the creative process. Because some producers are different than others. You know, Spielberg is a very different producer than somebody like, uh, um, oh I don't know, uh, Laura Donner. Sure. Um, right. He's gonna be there. And he's gonna Yeah, Spielberg, yeah, like when
0: for instance Back to the Future, Spielberg was there all the time. Yeah, you're gonna show up and he's gonna be put his put his two words in. He was there for fucking Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And Lucas is the producer on Indiana Jones was there the whole time. Yep.
1: Well but he was also directing Indiana.
0: Or no, Spielberg was Spielberg directing directed Indiana. it.
1: That's right. I forgot about that. Um, but he wrote and produced Lucas wrote it, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I do wonder, especially with, you know, Ryan Johnson being the director of, of episode eight. And not that Ryan Johnson's not a, a great filmmaker or anything, but he is less experienced. And so I am curious if J.J. is going to be involved more because of that or not.
0: I don't know, man. Maybe. George Lucas was pretty inexperienced when he made A New Hope.
1: That's true. But A New Hope, you know, I mean, a it's had, a very different scale now.
0: Yeah, of course. But the point is, inexperience doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to pull off something that's going to be awesome.
1: Oh, absolutely not. I'm just wondering if, like, for instance, you know, on the studio's end, if they're going, hey, J.J., we want you to be a little more involved with this movie, just
0: because it's you know. I doubt it, man. I think they're giving the guy a full go. I hope so. I I, I I'm a I am that's honestly that's why I think the Star Wars is destined to succeed. Yeah, because you're getting all these new fresh filmmakers. I mean, they have you know, uh, what's his bucket it has Colin Trevorrow? No, the Godzilla guy. Oh, uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards has Godzilla and monsters behind him. He's yeah. proven to be able to make a a big budget movie. Totally. He's also proven to make a really interesting indie movie. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting,
1: like with, with Ryan Johnson, is like, I mean, his biggest budget movie was Looper. But that was a fantastic fucking movie. Fucking fantastic oh, movie.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, the, 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 just the, the, the cinematography of that movie alone was awesome.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's one of my favorite sci fi movies. Like, it
0: really was. I. That was one I held out on for a while cuz I was like, I don't know, man. And I regret having held out on for so long cuz that, that movie is fantastic. It was so good. Yeah. It's just as soon I, as I mean got in the weird telekinetic shit. I was like, "Yes." Yeah.
1: No, I I really liked it. It's just uh I don't know. It's interesting seeing him step up from, you know, basically from Looper to this because the only thing he's done since then is direct a
0: few episodes of Breaking Bad. Um it's great man i mean, i it is interesting, absolutely, but I think it's like i I don't know man i I just am of the school of like you gotta get fresh blood absolutely, You've and gotta, I love that you, you know it doesn't it doesn't quite correlate with music, but it kind of does you want new bands coming out that are showing up the old bands like new ways to do things
1: absolutely, absolutely
0: See, fresh blood, I think is the is so critical, yeah, and you need to have older experienced directors learn from learn from that and be and sort of adapt as they go as well yeah I, mean, I think that was one of george lucas's big problems was he was trying to like stay in his own little world and his own little bubble and surround him with people that would only agree with his bubble and not diversify yeah i mean the regional trilogy succeeded because of that diversity
1: oh absolutely i i wholeheartedly agree um i do I, it is interesting the road that they're taking with these movies i mean so ryan johnson wrote and is directing episode eight. Um, apparently, but there
0: was a writers' room, you know. There was.
1: Well, of course. I mean, yeah, they had the Lucas Creative Team, right? Um, but then he's also apparently doing a. He did a story treatment on episode nine, or is doing a story treatment on episode nine, which is going to be directed by Jurassic World's Colin Trevorrow. Which, okay, that's the one that I'm nervous about. Mm-hmm. The one that's going to cap this trilogy is Jurassic World guy. Like, well, what else did he do? They do? Not much. I mean, he. So as far as directing, he did before that. Safety not guaranteed, and then a TV movie, a documentary, and a short. Um, and as far as writing goes, he wrote the screenplay for Jurassic World, which makes me more nervous than the fact that he
0: directed it. Um, and then also the same things, documentary. Like, well, I don't know, man. I, 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 I have faith that they're they're choosing the right guys. I hope so. I just, I don't know. I, it's Jurassic World itself is the only thing that's making me nervous because like to, don't you? I mean, but like I feel like JJ's got his head in the right the right place for what I mean. He's I he's going to be a producer on it, right? Yeah, he's like going to be the like kind of the Feige of Star Wars for a bit, right? Uh, that's a bad way yeah. to put it. Him and Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, Kathleen
1: Kennedy is more the Feige. Yeah. JJ is almost like the Joss Whedon. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I I don't know, man. No, it'll be good. Jurassic World was a movie that I was thoroughly unimpressed with. I wasn't
0: really. I had a fucking blast watching that movie. I, it bugged me.
1: It was so oh, it was dumb and bad and had stupid dialogue, but it was super fun. Well, it was just so paint by numbers, like more so than other blockbusters. It was Transformers level paint by numbers.
0: Hey, it had dinosaurs in it.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean that, and that's the appeal of it. But I just don't think anybody's getting any creative awards for, for, you know.
0: Oh, of course not. And I'm not, you know, and I, I, and I understand that sort of, you know, the hesitation of him being chosen. Well,
1: because it's like you go from J.J. Abrams, who is a revolutionary filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's done a lot for the medium and he's super inspired by other revolutionary filmmakers. Sure. Then you go Ryan Johnson. He's made some really fucking cool films. You know, Brothers Bloom was awesome. Brick was awesome. Looper was incredible. Yeah. And he's doing that. And then Colin Trevorrow, Paint My Numbers. You know, like that, that's why it feels weird to me is because the first two directors are so, you know, unique. They're so, they're so blatantly different. They're not, they're not these sort of just blockbuster mold director. They're not Michael Bay's. Sure. You know, they're not Zack Snyder's. Sure. And, then to put a guy like Colin Trevorrow just feels like it's against that whole concept. Because even with Han Solo, they're getting Lord and Miller to direct Han Solo. They have Gareth Edwards directing Rogue One. yeah like they, it, it has that feel of all these people who are basically indie filmmakers yeah. that are making these movies, and then Colin Trevorrow. Sure.
0: You know what I feel is a big miss on them was getting a... What's his bucket cut from the movie? Who? Fantastic Four guy. Yeah, the guy who directed Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Josh Trank getting him cut from the Boba Fett. Yeah, project. I know that that bums me out.
0: It bums me out too, man. That guy, that guy has got way more skill than people are giving him credit for. And if he's an asshole, that's one thing. But
1: well, and I mean the the entire reason for that was because Simon Kinberg was the producer who basically kicked him off Fantastic Four. He is also one of the main producers on the Star
0: Wars movies. <laughs> so he blew it with Fantastic Four.
1: Yeah. And I and I like Simon Kinberg. He does a lot of really cool stuff, and every time I hear an interview with him, I actually think he's a really intelligent guy and I think he's awesome. But like well it, so it feels like that just got
0: Well Trank must have done something.
1: He must have done something to offend Kinberg, I think. And yeah. I'm sure he wasn't great on set. I mean
0: but uh, yeah, that's the rumor going around is he was just a total like unprofessional douche on set.
1: Well what it, what it sounds like though is that he started to be an unprofessional douche after the studio kept fucking with him repeatedly. Sure. And so it's like it's it's kind of that thing where it's like, sure, don't be a douchebag, but also like,
0: can you blame the guy? Exactly. Oh, I, I hear you, man, a hundred percent.
1: Because especially like you listen to that that you know hours long interview he did with Fatman on Batman. Dude had some passion for the movie, and it seemed like they just kind of broke him. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. worse than Whedon after Age of Ultron, which yeah, just bums me out.
0: I am glad that Whedon's off the off the Marvel team though.
1: I am too. Well, because he was taking he Whedon's a control freak. Yeah. And that is the wrong franchise to be a control freak with. Oh, totally. You know, make indie films, make your own stuff. But when you're doing a huge franchise like that, you can't be a control freak. I
0: mean, was he originally like the guy who was going to do them all?
1: Originally they were, I mean, it was never like confirmed, but he, the first contract he signed was for two films Mm -hmm. and then there was uh, a creator option for the, the third one. Oh, okay. And so the plan, I think Marvel's plan was to have him be the director for the ones past that. But I think it just gets to the point where you're like, okay, we can't put all this weight on one person's shoulders, no, you know? No. Like, whether they want to or not, it just it doesn't end up going well.
0: No. No, man. Man, I mean, that's the thing. Creativity blooms with diversity, and you just have to do it.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's about collaboration, you That's know? what I mean. That's what I was looking for, collaboration. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's why Marvel has the creative committee. That's why Kevin Feige brings in so many filmmakers. That's why there's four people on the creative teams of the main Marvel movies now.
0: Yeah. You know, like that. And two kick-ass directors.
1: Exactly, two kick-ass directors and two
0: kick-ass writers. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean that that sort of Marvel Illuminati is is pretty fucking great. Like, oh, it's the best. I, uh, I, I, and I hope they stay past Infinity War, because I like I will watch whatever the fuck the Russo brothers do. Past that, and I will watch whatever the fuck the you know the Marcus and McFeely write together. But I hope those four just stay together, even if it's not on Marvel films. I hope those four make f- films together. Yeah, what if the Russo longer? brothers
0: dive into uh, Star Wars? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> there was I, I remember there was like a little
1: rumor about that for a little bit. Oh really? That they were going to do a Star Wars thing, but it'd be That'd so be cool. cool. Well, like them, and, and the, it's becoming more popular. The two director team, you know, like you got uh, Lord and Miller, you've got the Russo brothers. Um, the Wachowskis, the Wachowskis. Um, although not that they, they've
0: made that much great
1: movies in about, a while, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, know it's it's just kind of becoming a thing where where there's because I think it, it allows more, again, more diversity where it's not just one person's insights coming into something. It's it's you know the combination of two people looking at things from a different perspective.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, in particular with this kind of franchise stuff. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Totally. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh? Shoot this off of the sky.
0: Well, I mean, that was our intro. Now it's time to do catch up. No, man, I think we've uh, we've uh, nailed nailed them all in. Cool.
1: Um, keep an eye out on our YouTube channel. Just search that might be cool on YouTube. All one word. Uh, once we get up to enough subscribers, we'll just be able to have a URL that's youtube dot com slash that might be cool. But up until then, please uh, please subscribe to that channel. Uh, Matthew himself is going to be on some videos here pretty soon sure enough Um, we've got as we're recording this we've got uh, three Battlefront videos that are all pretty lengthy around half an hour each Um, but we're about to release a bunch of like five to ten minute Grand Theft Auto videos that were a ton of fun to make Um, so stick around for those and then uh, we've also got you know a bunch of other stuff in the works Um, and you know eventually we'll get to the Lost World (laughs) eventually dude this is our 49th episode next next week is our 50th episode oh we gotta
0: do something special
1: we gotta do something extra special we'll, we'll kind of figure that out but uh yeah that clock's ticking
0: so uh we should test our listeners we're gonna have a contest at the end of our 50th episode so you have to listen to the whole thing and the whole one we just did right now <laughs> Test the, the true and blue listeners. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, please uh, please subscribe to that YouTube channel. It's it's going to be a lot of stuff from all of us at Savage Land and TNBC and people who aren't even involved in our stuff normally. Um, and then also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, be sure to leave us those Keith David reviews. Um, at some point pretty soon, we're going to have a brand new uh, uh, website slash feed for both of the podcasts on our network. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, stay subscribed on our social media. Savage Land Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Savage Land Pod on Twitter. Uh, anything else for him, Matt? Nope. Nope.